Welcome all. This is uh, Cuckoo's Cast Season 2, Episode 2. Enjoy. So an interesting uh, week, as uh, as seems to be the case all the time at the moment for us. Um, and this uh, pod comes ahead of the Soham friendly, um, but after the Peterborough United friendly. And I know it's wrong to do comparisons and, and it's not quite the same thing, but I just found it interesting to, um, and, and, and this will happen a lot, I think, to us this season, is to kind of compare the deeping scenario with the Axley scenario at the moment. And, you know, they're, they're obviously buzzing. They're obviously going well. Um, they're obviously in a strong position as a result of recruiting um, Hippie, Boggs and Ross. Um, and I don't want to make this whole thing um, deeping versus Yaxley um, because, of course, being in a higher league, there's a good likelihood that, that we'll win that battle. But it's about an overall context and just sort of comparing, you know, like at the weekend, I, I spoke to um, to a member of staff at Wilsey Athletic who said, yeah, deeping were great. They had nearly 30 players. Obviously, Yaxley playing Peterborough in a prestige-friendly I think there was about six players in the first half that I recognised and then a lot of other kind of try lists and things. So automatically you that can make you feel a little bit negative and a little bit down. And, I'm, you know, this is not a criticism of the club or of, of Andy Fennell or of anyone. This is just, you know, raw numbers. Um, and then you look at the, the respective crowds then for when the two clubs played Peterborough. And I think, you know, I think the weather didn't help her actually on Saturday. Or Barry Fry with his top off, mate. Uh, don't do that again. Um, but there was probably, I made it about 230 at our game. The ET are reporting just under 1,100 at the deeping game. And obviously that makes a massive difference in terms of uh, in terms of money through um, the turnstiles, which is what you know we're all there for, of course. Try and make our clubs as bigger and better as possible. Um, and you just look at it and... And you feel a little bit like oh, everything's coming at the worst time and in, in the worst possible, you know, scenario and an and output for, for Yaxley. And I don't know what the answer is. Um, I wish I did. Um, I don't think it's something that's going to get solved necessarily by chucking money at it. I, I, I don't. I think the only way out of this is almost like to, to knuckle down for the long term and say that, you know, we go again and... Um, you know, we do it right. And I think that we always knew that the JPs, the hookies, you know, even players like Butch and people were probably all going to come to, you know, the end at a similar or not the same or the same time. But it's still that core of players at the moment that, that are holding, you know, holding things together. And, you know, we could be an announcement of a major sponsor and eight or nine players agreeing terms away from all of this going away and people actually starting to look forward to the season. But but my view at the moment is that, and again, this is from treading a lot of concrete around the pitch on Saturday and chatting to as many regulars as, as possible, there's not a great feeling of, of, of hope going into the season. And three or four weeks ago, um, before, you know, obviously the changes in the coaching staff, there was a feeling that if we could keep quite a bit of this team together, if we could, you know, exercise, really leverage the Peterborough United link, 
that we would actually start to um, we could start to push on in this league. I think speaking to, to to bodies again now, there's a feeling that you know we're going to be little old Jacksley and we're going to have to survive. And and it's sad because there's no, you know, it, it, it's very all of this is all of these are things and issues that that happen in football, right? They're not things that that are new to Yaxley or to any other club. Um, and again, you know, this 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 is probably hopefully going to be the only time that that, that, that the pod almost focuses on a direct comparison with Deepin. But if you are a, an ambitious coach, um, where do you, where are you going to want to coach? Somewhere that can get 1,200 people in for a big game or somewhere where the community is consistently for decade after decade failed to, to back the club. And that's not that's not Yaxley FC's fault necessarily, but it is unfortunately something that we'll need to we'll need to take a step back to take a step forward and understand and, and unlock. And trust me, I know how hard it is to, to, to be part of running a football club. Done it a couple of times now and it's been fairly difficult with with whatever club that's been um but one common theme in in any committee has been getting the community in and getting the community engaged and that is is absolutely you know top middle and bottom of where we go um of, of where we go from here and and yeah it's pretty downbeat really isn't it because my feelings are that you know the good news needs to uh, the good news needs to come because you look at PSL, you look at you know Deeping, even even St Neots, who've been in the doldrums for quite a few years since all of their massive and quick and uh, quick buck investment. Um, well, a couple of times they've done that, haven't they, and fallen fallen over. Um, it feels like there's a maybe this is an opportunity for a proper think and a proper consideration of what people want the football club to be and what they want the football club to look like my view for what what it's worth and I I get that's not a lot but it's almost a a strong first team and a good first team playing at a, a good level which we've got and that first team needs to be potentially filled with as many local players as possible and I understand that that might even be a five to ten year process for that to happen but Let's at least make a start on that, maybe, and um, and start to give um, Ferns a give him a, a problem where it's, it, he's got too many players, rather than you know he's phoning around, scrambling to to try and get players. Um, that's that's my view. Um, there to be challenged, I suppose. <laughs> Um, the, the second thing, let's move on from all of this negativity. The game itself, actually, Saturday was quite good. Um, especially, I thought that you know, second half display was was strong. You know, we, we as, as Posh made their changes and we made our changes, it actually evened it up really nicely. Not that it, you know, not that it wasn't uneven in the first half, and but for the bounce of a ball off a post and a good save, you know, we could have been really close in a uh, half time, sort of three two. And then if we put the, the last minute penalty away. Is an un, an unlikely in the bookies' eyes draw. So, you know, contextually, that performance, and, and it's always difficult to read too much into preseason, as as everyone knows. But it wasn't the worst performance I've I've ever seen. It was a good, you know, good display, good heart, good passion, um, 
and we actually played, I think at times, better football than posh, which is really nice. Um, but, you know, it, again, it's like how many of those players will be back? Well, you know, hopefully quite a few, because if that is the case, then then we are in a position where where we can we can show some strength and, and, and actually compete in this league. And I think the key difference second half was there was one or two footballers, but also with that extra physical presence, which, you know, we always say that we, we could do with a bigger burly midfield. Every team does in, the, in any competition. But actually, the physical presence, I think trialist number four certainly gave us was like that protection for the back four, but also the ability to run the ball through midfield but also get a tackling and let's, you know, I mean, he'll need some bigger shorts because he was snug in those orange away shorts from last year. Um, so that that might be, you know, if we sign him, I'll sponsor him to get him some new shorts. How about that? Um, but yeah, we've got, a, we've got to put now what's happened behind us, take some lessons, understand why, you know, and, and think some really tough questions. Like if you were Ross and Scott, would you look at, you know, the community backing of Yaxley versus the community backing of Deeping and think actually in the longer term, the potential's bigger because we might have to face up to that. However painful it is and however much we don't think it is true, it might be that that is the, the perception. And and if that's the case, we need to change that perception through better, you know, comms and, and, and marketing and all the stuff that, that goes with that. Because maybe then... You know, it makes it easier to unlock the community and that it remains the, the main issue. So I can't imagine many general floating football fans in Yaxley listen to a podcast about their football team. But if you do, ideas and, and, and creativity is, is, is what we need. Let's make that place a football ground that home fans want to go to and away fans dread going to and away teams dread going to. Um, so, yeah, all ideas welcome. Right, that's great, great stuff. Thank you uh, for listening. We'll be back um, as pre-season develops. Um, and yeah, lining up some people to come on the pod. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed after listening to this depressing episode, they'll all still want to be on. Uh, speak soon.